Welcome back to another week of oh, wow. Welcome back to another week of <laughs> <laughs> Alright, welcome back to another edition of the Swing the Twig podcast. It is a Tuesday on Tommy Franks, and uh, as you can tell, um, I have lost my voice, but I'm going to let these guys do most of the talking. Everybody's here, thank God, today. Um, I'm actually in uh, Tampa, as you can tell. Um, for the, I was here for the Lightning to Sweep the Panthers. That was well worth it. Um, if you want to email the podcast, swingthetwigpod at gmail, or swingthetwig at gmail.com. Uh, guys, what's happening? What's up, buddy? Now, hey Tommy. Tommy lost his good voice for a very good reason. I did. And I, I got the broomsticks with me too for uh, right. Game Four. Florida, there Panthers, you go. The biggest team there is. Yeah, it's a dynasty, and I and that was well worth it. <laughs> um, okay. All right. Well, anyway, guys, uh, let's get right down to it. I mean, Yankees. Jeff, you and I were celebrating uh, last weekend. Chad Green, Luis Hill, Luis Hill. Well, we weren't celebrating about Hill, but Chad Green done. Hallelujah, right? Yeah, I I mean, you, you always hate to see someone get hurt. You know, that you just don't like seeing someone get off the field because they're hurt. Um, even Aaron Hicks. Right. But it, it it is a benefit for the Yankees as a whole that Chad Green has done for the season. You know, we'll, we'll either be able to call someone up from the minors. I think we pulled up, uh, what's his name? Uh, the long name that starts with an Ron A, Marciano. I can't say it. Oh, uh, he's from Tom's Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, we, we, re- yep. we, we recalled him, yep. and uh, with heel done for the season, you know, who knows, we, we might start looking at teams, seeing if they're going to offer up any bullpen guys. Yeah. Um, so, blessing in disguise, maybe. Yeah, and for those who can't tell, Jeff is wearing a Rangers jersey for, uh, for as we record this show, it is a uh, Tuesday, obviously, so Jeff is wearing it for the Ranger game that he is currently watching, as I have in the background behind me. So we're following the hockey as we're talking baseball with you. Uh, Anthony, yes, were, you sir. See, were you happy to see Chad Green go or no? Um, like, I understand where you guys come from. Like, yeah, like, you know, he he has been struggling. Um, but at the end of the day, like, it, it is a guy, it, it is depth that we lose. And, you know, I, I read a stat that, you know, you know, he's been one of the most durable pitchers, you know, besides this, he's only been on the DL once in his entire career. So he, he is reliable. And I was in like 2016 or something, right? Yeah. So he was on the, yeah, I was like, yeah. So five years of being just, just consistency, but you know, he is also, I mean, barring this and last year, you know, he is one of the top relievers in the game, which is people forget about it because of his woes recently. He's like, I think he was like ranked eighth. Among like the top ten uh, uh, relief pitchers, I think on like BaseballReference.com or something, some someone had a stat up and he was ranked in the top ten. Um, so as much as his fastball and changeup mm. duo isn't really working as much anymore, we kind of I, I I kept saying this. I wish he developed a third pitch or at least started incorporating one. He is still dominant to an extent, but I mean we we do lose death. Hopefully, Ron Marciano can provide that back and kind of pick up where he. I guess supposedly left off Chad Green, um, but it's actually Luis Hill. I mean, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not as upset about that because like he wasn't a he wasn't a rotation guy. He's kind of like a filler guy, and like there is Debbie right. Garcia, you know, Clark Smith. Even though he's in the pen, he can start when he needs to. I mean, Nestor Cortez was a reliever last year, turn or two. 
our so-called ace now. So that could happen as well this year too, um, barring any other services that the team goes through. But it does suck to see. And obviously, you know, we just saw that Arroyo Chapman got on the 15-day IL with uh, um, right, Achilles yes. tendonitis. Um, even though, again, you guys are probably like, woohoo, because, you know, he is really inconsistent, especially no, over his last three starts. Nope. Over his last three starts, he's been pretty bad to me. I went to the game on Sunday, the first game, and he absolutely blew it. Like second pitch of the end, second pitch when it's he comes gonna in and gives it up. It's gonna happen. Like he can't be perfect. Um, and his two blow saves nah, came from the White I mean, Sox. That's normal though, right? Yeah, it's normal. It's normal I, though. Like you're gonna you're gonna blow you're gonna blow saves. Like it, it happens. Like it's common. Yeah, yeah. He, he, Especially with Chapman, he right. <laughs> yeah, he he well, just needs Chapman, to yeah. yeah, he just needs to adapt. I think he just needs to kind of like adapt more. Especially in fact that it was twice it came from the White Sox. He kind of needs to know or be aware of, okay, what happened last time in my first outing where I blew the save where it doesn't happen again. Obviously, he didn't listen, and it happened again. But like you guys said, it's going to happen. We just got to stick with him move on. You know, hopefully his, his Achilles gets well because that's not something you want to mess with. Um, but, uh, but yeah, but I mean, look, we're going to go through some wells. We're in kind of one right now. Luckily, we're facing Baltimore. They're winning right now. Hopefully, the winning stays and we win the game. Um but yeah, we're just going through a little bit of our patch, but it's a long season, and you just expect it. Yeah, exactly. Um, all right, guys, I I asked you guys before the podcast started. We want to get off a little bit of Yankees, but we have to. Everyone's been talking about this around the league with regard to uh, Josh Donaldson and uh, Tim Anderson, who I wasn't really a fan of before this. Never really hated him. If I know that's strong to say, but. Um, I can't. I can't say how much more I can't stand Tim Anderson after this weekend. Uh, I mean, if you haven't, if you don't understand what happened, uh, Donaldson was trying claims it was an inside joke with Anderson calling him Jackie, referring to a 2019 interview that uh, uh, Tim Anderson did uh, with Sports Illustrated, calling himself Jackie, wanting to change the game, and things like that. Um, long story short, Don- Donaldson was suspended a game. And they kept bantering about this whole thing throughout the weekend series that Anthony was at um, with the White Sox. And uh, it was chaotic. Everyone talked around the league. Guys, what are your thoughts overall on the entire situation? You know, it's unfair um, because you got to sit back and not just listen to who sounds right and who doesn't. You have to understand your stuff when it comes to this. And when it comes down to it, that 2019, uh, that 2019 interview says it all. Tim Anderson right. must be known as that. I think the league did Josh Donaldson dirty. One suspension, let alone a fine. I think neither should have happened. Uh, scuffles like that happen. It's natural in the league. Donaldson, come on. He's not known to be a verbally dirty player. He just, he's very, the dirty player that you think of as Josh Donaldson is that he's very cocky, but so is Tim Anderson. Yes. Right? Yes. So, that's why I've always been a huge Josh Donaldson fan. I've actually liked Tim Anderson, too. I still do. Uh, but that is uncalled for. It reminds me back when the Padres and Giants were playing in the first series of the season where the third base coach for the Giants, I can't recall the name, and Mike Schilt, uh, who was one time being the coach for an injured reserve, uh, had a little bit of an issue, and Schilt was called a racist. So it was yeah. like, whoa. And then... Next thing you know, the next day, apologies were made, and it was like, all right, I, I got carried away totally. That's not true at all. But, you know, that's going to be the issue. 
if you guys have beef, fine. Fair enough. Kind of like how it was funny when Donaldson got traded and the whole Garrett Cole saga. But yes. to go out there and then pull the race car just like that, that's just uncalled for every which way. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, yeah, I mean, it's like, what about the situation, guys? Like, in terms of, like, should Donaldson have said that kind of stuff in the middle of the heat of the moment? I mean, that's what I heard a lot of critics say, not so much racism, but more of just the, the moment. Like, you know, when you're, you're trying to, especially when they were coming after him, he wasn't going after them. Like, yes, Mini Grandal went after Donaldson. So is Donaldson's job supposed to be de-escalating it like, like this? And do we criticize him for that? Or is he willing his right to do that? Well, I mean, was it I, right, but you know what I mean. Was it right for him to do it? I mean, well, I, I have more to say about this because I was actually at kind of – I'll talk about kind of my instant. I talked to Donald about this, about the Sunday game, because um, there was stuff that happened that I'll, that I'll get into. While I was at the game that you guys – that people who watched it on TV on ESPN did not get to see it. But you got to see my beautiful face because I was on the broadcast oh. if you guys watched. Um, they actually got all yes. four of us um, on TV. But anyway, yeah. but to get my point, I mean – I mean, look, I think the league had to make a political statement, unfortunately. That's what they had to do. I mean, at the end of the day, what it, what this comes down to is, you know, he made, you know, apparently it was an inside joke, like Dom said, and Josh Donaldson uh, was upfront with the media, no statement, no PR post, no nothing. He gave it to everybody straight and said, this is the story, here it Correct. is. Gave it, gave it raw. And you have to respect that because... He kind of gave a timeline everything. Yes. So, you, so you're like, all right, fair enough. Tim Anderson was very wishy-washy with his response to the media, and that's where it rubs me the wrong way. I know it rubs a couple other people the wrong way. Even rubs Stephen A. Smith the wrong way, and even though a lot of people bash him for his takes, he actually makes it kind of a good point. Like, as much as like, you know, Tim, Ar- I mean, you know, Tim Anderson and Stephen A. Smith, they're big figures in the African American sports community. But you know what Stephen A. Smith said, which I agree with, is that. Tim Anderson did not be upfront in saying like was what Josh Donaldson said true. He never responded to what Josh Donaldson said to the media, which is why people or most right. people at least for now can side with Josh Donaldson and say, "Well, the fact that you apparently, which is true, referenced yourself in the 2019 SI article saying I am the new Jackie Robinson of today's baseball." Fair. You're one of the greatest players yes. in the game right now. Could win the batting title, um, and you know you're, he he's a superstar. But the fact that you didn't come out and say, respond to Donaldson to say, like, you know what, like, you know, yes, he did say that. However, you know, uh, apparently, in my opinion, what he should have said is, like, you know, my views have changed recently, especially over the stuff that's happened in the last couple of years with, you know, uh, George Floyd and Ahmad um, and the Ahmad story. Um, you know, that's where maybe right. he say, you know, I'm not okay with it. But Donaldson said, I didn't know that. I didn't know that he had a problem with it. And I also think, too, that I think he was trying to pick a fight because he knew the Yankees were so hot. They're the best team in baseball. They're riding high. We smacked them in, in, in Chicago a couple of series ago, and there was obviously that little play that Donaldson just had, like, a longer tag, and he got a little – Tim Harrison got butt hurt. And I think he was trying to pick a fight to kind of ignite the team. Um, but honestly, I think Yasmani Grandal should have got suspended, too. Because it was all fine. Right? Grandal started the incident. Donaldson didn't say anything. Grandal got in his face. That's true. So, That's and true. at the end of the day, like, I get it, stand up to your teammates, but, like, if it's over and done with, and that's that, like, don't, don't, don't start it again. Like, it's not his place to kind of start it. That's between Josh Donaldson and Tim Anderson. 
that's it. Those two guys can can squash it behind closed doors, or they could, you know, publicly address it to the media like Donaldson did, but Tim Harrison didn't because he was very wishy-washy with it. Because if you remember, he, he is very upfront, and he will come up to players because in 2019 or in 2020 or whatever it was, when the sticky stuff happened, um, he he hit a home run off of Lucas Giolito, and this is where it kind of the whole beef starts, and he said, and he yelled, he's like, yeah, yeah. how about that sticky stuff now? And apparently um, Giolito said something to him, and he's like, you know, I wish he could, like, you know, say it to my face or whatever, and he literally walked to the parking lot and said it to his face or talked to him face-to-face about everything. So Dallas is not afraid to kind of, you know, show his emotion, also kind of stand up for himself. And I think Tim Harrison needs to stand up for himself in this situation or else, you know, it's going to be a 50-50 split and, you know, no one's really going to win it, but it was a political statement. And to go back to kind of what I said earlier about what you guys didn't see on TV on Sunday <laughs> was uh, this where this it got bad. Um, was so yeah. I was at the game on Sunday. It was a doubleheader. We bought tickets for the first game because we already had tickets for the second game. So at the second game, we were on the third base side, and so we were. So if you guys know at Yankee Stadium, there's like the legend seats, and then there's that se- section right above it, the hundred level. So we were like right above it, and then there were the legend seats, and then there was there was these three girls in the legend seats. And every time Tim Anderson came up to the plate, they all were cheering. So we're like, what the hell is going on? Apparently one of the, one of them was Tim Anderson's wife. The other one, Andrew Vaughn's fiance. Okay. Oh, okay. Now Tommy isn't going to recollect your memory to the game. We went to and against the Orioles to, uh, to a person. Okay. So sure. Me, me, Ryan, Chris and Malcolm were sitting there's there's someone in front of us. They're super cool. We'll chime with them. We got all these frat boys behind us, Italian New Yorkers, screaming, being annoying as hell. We got another yeah. group to our right, same same group of kids, college frat boys, not giving a oh fine shit about it, screaming and yelling, Chaos. being obnoxious. Yeah. The people to our right start getting a little bit pissy or, or I guess, intoxicated, and they were yelling to the wives what's up like oh jack like jackie or something like that and it kind of oh, blew and, no. it, and it got really oh, really no. bad it got really really bad i was like <laughs> and then and then the wives the wives flipped them off gave them the finger oh like, all help um yeah. the, the the people who are in those seats unfortunately got ejected and removed because one it wasn't cool, but but they should not flip them off. Like they should have been the bigger people, the wives, and not said anything. But they were. I'm gonna oh, say, sure. They they look like freaking gold diggers. And the one person's like, "Oh, I'm a CPA oh. accountant." I'm like, "All right, are you an accountant or are you an accountant?" If you guys know what this means, when I say yeah, accountant yeah, yeah, in quotation marks, yeah. so so they got removed from the game because yes. of kind of that instance, and also they didn't have they didn't have those seats. Those weren't their seats. They kind of just sit. They get away with it. And then they were saying the guys behind us were doing the same thing, but they were being annoying too, and they got removed, and so did a lot of couple people. So it was just a whole big ordeal. But I was happy those people got removed because they were being annoying, and they weren't supposed to be there. Um, but, right. uh, 
but yeah, that's kind of uh, it's kind of what happened. So, and to make it to make it to make matters worse in this whole situation about Tim Anderson, uh, that unfortunately happened. Where even though the media is blowing out of proportion as being racist, unfortunately, certain Yankee fans, not the majority, I'd call it the minority Yankee fans, are yeah you know, want to take it to another level and make it make it about oh, make it about race, which. At the end of the day, it, it's, it's really not about I think the media blew this up. And you would want to think of it more as a comment. The only way this is race or racist is if, like, he said it out of spite or there was a certain tone in which he said it in. But no one knows that because no yeah. one heard it besides those two and whoever yeah. was in that bubble. But no one's going to tell the truth, really. Or you're going to side, hear one, one or the other side. Like, no one's going to know what exactly happened. So it's all he's, he said. And, and Anthony's credible talk. Yeah, exactly. Anthony's credible to talk about that because he said he actually sat on the third baseline, so he was behind the White Sox dugout. That's where the visitor side is, and um, he got to see, you know, the on deck circle. He could see it from all there, and he could see exactly what he's describing. So he's definitely in the perfect spot for that. Um, mm-hmm. he, I, I believe him on that. Just to back up Anthony, yeah, um, not yeah. and it 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 it's a really tough situation because I think I think we can all agree that if Tim Anderson had never called himself Jackie, never referenced Jackie Robinson in any way whatsoever. Oh, it's a different story. And if Josh Donaldson came out and said, yes. hey, Jackie, like that, yeah, hello, come on. I'd want him off the team the second he said that if that were the case. Right. But it wasn't. You know, Tim Anderson has referred to himself as that White Sox Twitter has referred to him as Jackie from it's time true. to time. That is true. Especially tw- in 2019 when he first referenced himself as Jackie Robinson. By the way, he's not Jackie Robinson, so Oh my god, know. no. I mean he's not even but, close. I don't think he's that great of a hitter. Like I I mean he's alright, no. but he's not like I, I don't know why he prioritized one person over over hitting five over hitting five hundred in the win record. Sorry. Like the Chicago White Sox are not a good team. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And the really unfortunate part is whether Josh Donaldson's in the right or the wrong like Anthony was alluding to, you know, there are going to be Yankee fans that are going to take it to the next level, and they are going to make it racist. Uh-huh. Yeah, because I saw, it. I saw of, it because happen. of the comments that they're going to say. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it either racist going to happen. Either racist or just trying to start things just up trying to that are not necessary. They're trying to get in people's yeah, heads. Yeah, race like, baiting. I'm just like guys, like you're there to watch a game, like. And you got to remember too, and Tommy and Jeff, I know, and Dom, you guys all know this because you guys have all been to Yankee Stadium, you know, because Tommy's been gracious enough to taking us to free games and giving us premium seats. But like, when you're in those, where you're in those premium seats, like, you can't yeah. be that obnoxious fan. You just can't do it. Now, if you're off mm-hmm. in the 300 or 200 section, not even maybe in the 200 section, like you can kind of get away with it. But if you're really, really like annoying, like you will get thrown, like, someone wants, someone's going to report you and be like, yo, they're doing this. But yes. if you're in that mm-hmm. section where I was, or even in the Del Suite, like, if you're that obnoxious, you're going to get thrown out because people pay a lot of money and they're, they're just either there for, for, for the status of where they're sitting or they're just, they, they spent the money and they really want to enjoy the game like me and my friends wanted to. Yes. Like you just can't act. You just can't uh, act like yeah, that. You're I understand right. you want to be like into the game, but there is you. There is a line that you just cannot cross, and unfortunately, those fans crossed it to the ultimate extreme. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, yeah. No. There, 
there, there's a certain class you have to have with yourself when you when you go to sporting events. Just in general, when you go anywhere in public, there's a certain class that you have to have about yourself, mm-hmm. um, or stuff like this is going to happen. And one 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 last thing, and I, I and I think we can kind of move on from this. Yes, please. Um, I think I think Josh Donaldson was the bigger person at the end of it. You know, like everyone's going to get caught up in the emotion in the middle of it. You know, things are going to be said that quite frankly, shouldn't be said. Um, But when it was all said and done, you know, Josh Donaldson, I thought at least conducted himself as well as he could have considering what happened. And I don't know, maybe he does feel terrible about it. You know, maybe there is some remorse about what he said and realizing I could see how it could have been, you know, blown out of proportion. Maybe he does, maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But I thought he conducted himself well after the fact. Tim Anderson is just, he's just going on and on and on about it. They're not letting it die. Tony LaRusso is not letting it die. Yasmani Grandal and Lucas Giolito, they're just not letting this go away. Because it's getting them heads yeah, so, it's true. That's just That's just, that's, that's, that's just exactly. what it is. And Donaldson said, to your point, he's like, I didn't exactly. know what changed. And it's like, and I know people say on the media, well, all this stuff that's happened over the last two years, which is a fair point, but like, how was he supposed to know that? Like, I know, it, like, it, in it a was way, going on then too, though, so. Yeah, but, well, yeah, but like, it kind of blew off during COVID, though. Like, it really exploded. Yeah. The BLM movement happened a year later, but that's just to the point where you kind of need to make it known that, like, hey, man, like, you know, I know you called me this before, and like, uh, you know, I, I said, you know, I said that I'm the new face, but you know, I really appreciate it if you kind of didn't, you know, what happened over the last two years, kind of maybe rethink some called things. If that was the case, then okay, yeah, fair. And then it's a different story, like you said, if Tim Harrison didn't say that, if he said that in his presser, but he didn't. He didn't really say anything. He was just wishy washy, like, oh yeah, like, you know, like he he said this, and like I wasn't a big fan of it. But, like, you need to give some sort of historical background. Like, he didn't give anything, give really much any detail. He just wanted us to think, like, oh, because, you know, he just wanted us to think what the media was portraying, that, you know, it was it was racist. But I don't think it was. And Donaldson just got screwed over at the end of the day. Yeah. All right. Let's move on, guys. Um the AL East uh, rivals of the Yankees, true rivals, the Red Sox, not the White Sox. The Red Sox are on a red-hot run, apparently. And the last 10, they've won. Anthony has alluded to here before, excuse me, that the pitching um, was really a killer for the Red Sox. And now, story's their hero. Guys, what are your thoughts? I mean, the Red Sox are just killing it. I mean, they are the... Yeah, I mean... You can You can go, Jeff. Yeah, it. Th- this is a really tough division. You know, you have. I mean, I'm in the NL. You have the NL least, as we've alluded <laughs> to multiple times throughout this show. Love the name, uh, especially last week. And yep. in the AL, you have the AL East, which is this monster powerhouse. I mean, any one of those, any one of those teams, with the exception of Baltimore, can conceivably win the division. And everyone's counting Boston out, 
early on because Baltimore was playing better than them, but they're starting to get everything together. You know, the pitching hasn't been as bad. You know, Trevor's story has been like the messiah for them out of nowhere this past week or so. He's He's been that boost that Boston has needed to try and get back into in, into the wild card race, let alone the divisional race. So Boston's got a they're on a hot streak right now. They're riding a wave like what the Yankees have for the first 30 some odd games of the season. So they're just going to ride it as long as they can. And knowing Boston, I won't be surprised if this carries out to Independence Day even. If it carries on for a whole month and a half. I said at the start of the season that I think Baltimore's offense is better than the Yankees' offense. And I still think that holds true. I, I still think Boston's offense, on average, is better than the Yankees' offense. I still do think that. Okay. We'll hold you to that a little bit. I think I will, at least. Um, the Red Sox are now 9.5 back in the Yankees. They were 12, I think, 12, right? Yeah, 12.5 back in the Yankees at one point. So, yeah, 9.5 back. So, yeah, I mean, they're 8-2 in the last 10. So, Yankees, on the other hand, 5-5, five and five, lost a series to the White Sox. Uh, struggle against the Orioles uh, Wednesday night. Sorry, or no Monday night. Uh, that was, you know, so uh, a lot, a lot has changed a little bit. So uh, let's move on, guys. I mean, the Padres, Dom. You want to get on here for a sec? I mean, the Padres are just really scary. I mean, Dom and I watched them lose in Philly. Um, I don't know if Dom's here, but yep. yeah, there he is. Um, the Padres lose in Philly. They actually they took two or three really, but we saw them lose. And now the Padres are continuously getting scarier, Dom. Right. Of course, they, uh, you know, you can't win them all, but of course, when they go six and two or seven and two on that road trip, uh, we go to one of the losses, but that's okay. Uh, still was a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, this team is looking scary. I called it in the beginning, even though they had no Tatis. It's a team effort, man. It's not like basketball where you just pack a couple superstars and say you won a real championship when it's basketball and there's no defense anymore and it's all stupid. But, um, Getting back to baseball. Yeah, this team is unbelievable. Of course, Machado and Hosmer getting off to very hot starts have helped. But the road trip success has helped a lot. Not just this road trip, but on the road in general. Um, Despite injuries to which Blake Snell has pitched last night, Clevenger, uh, Nick Martinez has been great, stepped up his game. The rookie, Mackenzie Gore, making himself a rookie of the year case uh, quickly. This team's got a lot of depth. You can never have too much pitching. Jeff totally agrees with me and is not celebrating. His <laughs> right now. Uh, <laughs> it, it, the Rangers are 3 0, baby. Go. Wow. So, when it goes back to it, a lot of depth, a lot of pitching. The bullpen has been good and a little suspect. I'm really glad we got Rodgers from the Twins for Paddock. Uh, has been amazing. Uh, but this team, man, they are showing what they got. The outfield to me is still just very disappointing. Will Myers is swinging a hot twig as of right now, but I'm not sold on him. Trent Grisham offensively is nothing. And Jerickson Profar, he can get very hot, very cold. Great on base with his patience at the plate, but and great great arm. You know, some clutch assists for the team, uh, throwing out base runners, but that outfield still is just not it. Uh, so I'm I want to see what happens at the deadline, if anything could happen. I'm trying to think. I don't think anyone's going to still take Hosmer, even if he bats 450. Um, and nor do I want Hosmer gone, to be honest with you. I don't think 
despite that contract, he's the team leader. Uh, but we'll see. You know, that's the only thing with this team, 14 over 500, right up with the Dodgers with no Tatis. They're doing their job. Love it. Yeah, Padres are uh, doing really well. So, guys, uh, one more topic before we get going. Adley Rushman from uh, Baltimore, talking a lot about the AL East uh, this week, I noticed. But Adley Rushman, I mean, the Orioles are hot too, by the way, guys. I mean, Orioles walk off against us. They had back, I think, yeah, back to back walk off homers. Uh, one against us, one against Tampa with a bad bullpen. And Rugden and Dor got that one. Baltimore's hot. They get Adley Rushman from the Miners uh, from Norfolk. I think, Anthony, am I wrong on that? I think it was Norfolk. Uh, I could be wrong on the minor league team. But either way, Adley Rushman gets his first start. His catcher gets a triple in, in his first major or second major, third major league at bat. Um, guys, what do you guys like Adley Rushman? Or is he a little overhyped? I think it's hard to not like him. Yeah. Know? And uh, when, whenever a kid gets pulled up, you know, no matter who they play for, really, you're kind of rooting for him. You know, you're, you're always rooting for that guy to, you know, come up, be the difference for that team. Obviously, it's going to be really hard to be the difference for Baltimore. They need about 10 differences to become relevant again. But, you know, Ad- Adley Rutschman can he can really kind of kickstart that process. I know we've said it for the past few years about so many other guys that they've tried to pull up, but if this guy pans out as well as pe- even half as well as people think that he's going to be, then he can really kickstart a revival in Baltimore. Yeah, I agree. Uh, any other thoughts before? Yeah, uh, I like the kid a lot. You got down. Sorry, um, I was just going to chip in and say I like the kid a lot. The reason why, not only is he a switch hitter, you don't see that now because there's not too many lefty pitchers that are dominant. Um, so a lot of guys just say they're going to bet lefty. But also he's a catcher, a very exciting one. We have some special names here and all. I know Joey Bart, despite struggling, um, has a lot of, you know, to fill in for Buster Posey. But you don't hear about catchers in today's game. It's always really been an uncommon thing, but it was more common to have good catchers back then. Um, but it, it's good to see not only a switch hitter, but a switch hitting catcher be very dominant with that bat. I think he's going to be a stud. Fantastic. Yeah, I agree. Um, should be fun to watch Well, when they're not playing the Yankees. Um, Adley Rushman's going to be a great player. Um, all right, we're going to be done. Do you guys have anything to add before we go? Uh, Any got the fantasy updates. Ooh, which I just changed today. Jeff, I just changed, by the way, for the first mm-hmm. time in, what, God knows, I think a month and a half. Uh, and the Ever since, I think like, week moment. two or something like that. Yeah, it's <laughs> been like a month. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Rizzo Homer, I saw, so that was pretty cool. Um, what are the scores, though, Jeff? So, last week, it was me against Tommy, and I narrowly pulled away with the win only because Tommy didn't change his lineups <laughs> ever. Yes. And it was Dom against Anthony and Dom came away with a win in that one. Ron DeSantis twenty twenty four. Five and one baby. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm losing oh though right now, Jeff to you. I'm losing pretty badly. Yeah, right now <laughs> it's me and Dom playing this week. I'm up ninety to sixty four. It a slugfest is the only way to describe it. The pain meme from and Jeff. Pop it up. <laughs> Cash me outside. How about that? Oh my god. 
and it's Anthony against Tommy. Um, and Anthony is up right now 54-17, to 17. even with the lineup changes. Tommy's not getting much help at all because uh, right. Dylan Cease uh, doesn't know how to pitch, or uh, Tommy, or Tyler Molle, for that matter. Yeah. Tough, tough. All right. Well, that's uh, that's just rough. I mean, I noticed that, too. Like, I, I noticed, like, even without judging the lineup, there were a couple times when I got blown out, I think, uh, where I was like, oh, Really? So whatever, um, not, not much more I can do than that. But well, I did change today, so that's that's good. All right, so if that's all for you guys, we'll be back here on Friday, and um, I will sound better by then. Uh, we'll play the bloopers. Um, if you didn't hear them before the podcast started, go back and listen to the bloopers. Um, those are pretty entertaining. So we will we will have the, we have those in there right now. So go back to the beginning if you want to hear them of me trying to uh, to talk normal, but just to can't. speak. <laughs> to just speak, but it was all worth it. I can blame I can blame Andre Vasilevsky for that. So that's uh, that's all good. Hi, we'll back I'm here. Tommy. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, everybody? <laughs> I feel like I feel like a twelve year old on puberty going through going through right now. <laughs> I swear, um, but I knew it was going to happen too. I mean, it was just unreal the experience and everything, and I plan to do that again. Um, when I'm back down here, uh, it's too much fun. Um, so yeah, definitely. Uh, so all right, we'll be back here on Friday. We'll see you then. Have a great uh, couple days or so. We'll see you then. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Swing the Twig podcast. If you really love this show, please give us a five star review and be sure to subscribe. If you have any questions, comments, thoughts, or concerns, email the podcast at swingthetwig at gmail.com. If you want to follow us on social media, go to our Instagram at swingthetwigpod, or you can go on Twitter at swingtwig.